Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, back on the show. we got a superstar on the show now. He started his career at the University of Miami. He talks about the University of Miami a lot on game day. The Bear is with us. Chris Felica. Bear, good evening. How are you? What's going on? How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you for uh, making the time for us here in South Florida. Who would have thought that on a weekend when Texas A&M is playing Alabama, that game day is going to Lawrence, Kansas? Is there a basketball game there? <laughs> Exactly. We're looking for a little Final Four type. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Jamie Dixon's crew headed on the road to trying to throw in the uh, defending national champions. It, it's funny, though, but that, that, that's what I said over the weekend. And, like, I think a lot of people, I like, thought I was being, like, sarcastic or whatever. You got the Red River game. You, you got A&M Alabama, which was a story of the offseason, or one of them with the spat between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And, and here we are we, we, between a battle of two un, unbeatens. Uh, but by the way, I think there are, what, four or five Big 12 games this week, and uh, this is the only ranked matchup between it. So it, it's the beauty of our show. I've always said uh, my favorite shows are the spots where we've either never been or spots we have never been in a long, long time. And to, to the opportunity to – a couple of weeks ago, I was a little bummed that we didn't go to – Kansas when they hosted Duke, which would have been like it's even more ridiculous than this. We had a great show in Tennessee, and here we are two weeks later as Kansas has reeled off a couple more wins. Are you going to do the show outside, or are you going to go into Fog Allen Fieldhouse? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to work my way into Fog Allen Fieldhouse <laughs> just as a uh, visitor. That's for sure to uh, to take in that place. But now we're going to be uh, we're going to be set up outside, just outside the stadium, because uh, it is a noon kick. We want to give opportunity uh, for the fans to take in our show and then have an easy uh, walk over to the stadium to take in their uh, their their Jayhawks. You think it six and zero? They they are playing TCU and Sonny Dykes has got them playing really well. They just put seven hundred yards on Oklahoma. So is it uh, TCU is that good or Oklahoma's defense is that bad? I think it's a little of both. If you look at what happened with Oklahoma the week before against Adrian Martinez, they couldn't tackle him or slow down the Kansas State offense either. So I don't know if it's something schematically. I don't know if he's – I was talking with someone today, and they seem to think that he's trying to implement this three-three-five to try and maybe offset some lack of – maybe impact players on defense to try and confuse some people. But I think TCU is pretty good. It's funny. I actually got a lot of grief from the guys on the preview show this summer. Uh, when, actually, when they were asking about the Big 12, they all picked Oklahoma or Baylor. And I, and I kind of like, I like TCU. And I kind of got a, lo- a little uh, a little jab at me. But I, I think it, TCU, I think, was a team that, look, we all love Gary Patterson. But I think they kind of needed – a little bit of a reset button. It got, maybe he got a little stale. Maybe they kind of disregarded his message. Uh, he tried to implement 
the spread offense. It, it just didn't work. And and now they've got a couple of great receivers. They got Max Duggan, who's healthy. Yeah, I, I don't think TCU is a fluke uh, by any means. I think they should. I expect them to go on the road and and win this week and and probably be a uh, a major threat to win this week. What, what do you make of all the early firings of the head coaches, and what difference does it make? Why, why, why fire them early? What, what, what change is going to happen in October? I, I think what it does is it announces to whatever coaches might be looking to move on or look for a job that, okay, I know this job is open. I'm going to kind of go through the back channels to make – whomever aware that, that I am interested in this job. Uh, I, I think certainly in the case of Wisconsin, it, it's a, uh, it's an audition to keep Jimmy letter. Cause I know there are, there, there's been talk there that he's, he's kind of disappointed and unhappy with the way things have gone. And he might've been looking elsewhere, maybe an NFL coordinator position or another coordinator position somewhere else, but you kind of give him an opportunity to, to, to kind of learn on the uh, on the fly and see if he is head coaching material. So I think those are the main reasons. But the, the one question I have with, with, with all of this is, is like, what what happens with some of the ADs and some of the people who hire these people? They make the bad hires, and, and then they're going to fire the guy that they hired. I'll give them a bad deal and give them millions and millions of dollars to walk away. Well, why doesn't the school hold the AD accountable for, for, for making these bad hires? And, and at the same time, why do these people agree to these contracts with these ridiculous buyouts? They, they need to kind of like just stand up to whether it's the Jimmy Sexton to the world, whatever agent is, is like throwing stuff out there. Oh, if, we, if you don't give Mel Tucker ninety million dollars, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else. You know what? Fine. Call, someone needs to call the bluff and kind of save themselves uh, from each other. Well, in the case of Wisconsin, Paul Chris had won seventy percent of his games. He's, I think he had four 10-win seasons in seven years. Yeah, and he won a couple of New Year's Six Bowls. He uh, got, got to the Rose Bowl, a lo- yeah. local guy, did, did, did everything right. Uh, it, it's interesting because I, I will say this. Having watched Wisconsin-Ohio State uh, in Columbus a couple of weeks ago, they are really, really ordinary. Uh, yeah. They are nowhere near the team offensively or defensively that – uh, we we've become accustomed to in the last couple in, in the last ten years or so, uh, while he's been there. So I get the, the the move to try and maybe freshen the program and bring the offense maybe into the 21st century. Uh, but at the same time, boy, that's a uh, a lot of times moves like these are made with the expectation that you're going to improve yourself and things are going to work out. And quite often it doesn't happen. And I think there are a lot of people in Wisconsin hoping that the uh, latter uh, doesn't come true here. Your alma mater is favored this weekend by, I think, nearly five points over North Carolina. How is that possible? I I was was going back and forth with a buddy down there, and I hadn't actually seen the line yet. And he told me, um, I go, wait a minute, what? I, I have no idea how they are favored in this game. I mean, look, I know North Carolina's defense is terrible, and, and, and they made Pine and the Notre Dame offense look great a couple of weeks ago in the Chapel Hill. Uh, but at the same time, they have the best quarterback in the ACC, and they have an offense that scores a heck of a lot of points on a lot of big plays. 
And we saw the Miami defense give up a ton of big plays in that embarrassing moth to, to Middle Tennessee. So, like, I don't, I don't get it. The fact that they are favored like would scare me if I like North Carolina in this game because in a lot of instances when Vegas hangs a favorite on someone that you don't think should be favored more often than not, uh, they they, they kind of know a little bit more than you do. But, uh, yeah, that number was definitely curious. And, look, I hope Miami goes out there and plays well on Saturday and they win, but, but they, they – they're going to have to get some stops because Carolina is their offense is really really good. Well, I think we'll probably know early based on the last three matchups with Carolina since uh, going into halftime they've led seventeen to three, thirty four to ten, and twenty eight to ten. Yeah, that 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 last meeting a couple of years ago was incredible. Uh, the the one the one down. At Hard Rock, yeah. where, where, where they have a couple of 200 yards backs. Uh, so hope, hopefully defensively uh, they'll play a little better. And hopefully offensively they'll obviously play a little bit better too. I think uh, everyone's asked me, like, what's wrong with Miami? Why are they struggling? And I said, I think the first thing that I point to is uh, the fact that you, you bring in Mario as a head coach. Everybody's excited. It's going to be this immediate turnaround, and you forget and you think maybe, you know what, I think a lot of people overestimated the talent and the players that might have been there to begin with and how much they lost. Uh, so I think that was the first thing. And then you have to realize you, you're installing an entirely different offense uh, with, with an entirely different group of receivers down and a quarterback who might not be fully fit. to like, That's certainly not the style of offense that I think that uh, really gives him the best opportunity uh, to succeed and amplifies his great skills that you saw uh, late last year. So, and then, oh, by the way, all the receivers, the receivers that you had are hurt. So they, they like really, but like, everything that could possibly go wrong early in this year has, and, and maybe it'll wind up being a situation where the pain and the struggles early in the year is maybe they get some guys back and they maybe uh, re, uh, get more and more reps and more and more used to uh, Josh Gattis' offense. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll see a, a, a completely different team. And, and look, you don't want to put pressure or unrealistic expectations on them. But at the same time, look at the ACC. You're not dealing with a bunch of powerhouses for that for that spot in the ACC title game. I mean, North Carolina's defense is terrible. Uh, Louisville is terrible. Pitt just lost to George Tech. Virginia's a completely different team offensively now. Bernard Armstrong looks nothing like the player that he's been. So as crazy as it is to say and think about the possibility after losing to Middle Tennessee, like, you're still in the mix to get to the ACC title game. And, that, and, and, and I think that's what the, the goal and the expectation needs. Like, I think Mario really needs to sell that to his team. Like, hey, yeah, that was one game. Uh, everything is still right in front of you in terms of being able to chase a potential conference title. Well, Pittsburgh won the championship last year, the ACC, and lost to Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Directional Michigan. Yeah, Western Michigan. Yep. Yeah. So Pitt, Pitt was able to overcome that. I think I think they gave up, and I and I think they gave up over fifty points in that game as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah they got bombed. Uh, I would say this too for Mario and for the University of Miami, they're going to recruit players. High, they're going to go after. They're they're going to contend mm-hmm. or try to contend 
with Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State. So a lot of that because those players are here. And Miami finally has the guy that can go in the house after Nick Saban or after Ryan Day or after Kirby Smart that has the same charisma and credibility. Totally. And I think that's the thing that uh, maybe why people expected a great year for Miami because uh, they, they, Mario did a good job last year getting some guys coming in late in salvaging that class, and he's gotten a lot of commits. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Texas A&M. Like, all because you got these recruits, but they're not there yet. Like, it's going to take – it's going to be 2023 before you can even start to see an impact, and maybe even 2024 where you're finally contending for a 12-0 and a spot in the college football playoff. But, but you're right, Matt Mario gives them – Instant credibility is, I mean, he recruited South Florida while he was at Alabama and got all those great receivers and, and whomever else from South Florida to go to Alabama. And, and look, he's, he's going to do a great job uh, re- recruiting and bringing guys into Miami. So hey, everyone just needs a little bit of patience. And I know that's hard because it's been a while since Miami has been the, the team that you and I remember from the from the 80s and 90s and how great they were and in the early part of the 2000s as well. He gives them the best opportunity to get back to the team that we all remember and love so much. All right, last thing for you. Um, in five years, what is college football going to look like? Who's going to be where? What's it going to look like? I think we're ultimately headed towards maybe like three super conferences. I think you're going to kind of see a Big Ten-centric league with maybe 15 to 20 teams. You're going to see kind of like an SEC-centric league of maybe 15 to 20 teams. And then you're going to kind of see everybody else of like 15 to 20 teams. And I think, I think unfortunately, it is going to be more amplified of the haves and the have-nots. Um, where you're going to see an even greater gap between what we know is the Power Five right now and the group of five teams. I think you might even see a situation where NIL becomes more of what it was supposed to be. It's kind of a way for players who have excelled and brought success to their school. Maybe you're getting paid for that as opposed to schools using NIL as a way to basically pay and buy recruits right now. Um, I think you're going to see a playoff expand. I think you might even see a pay scale in college football where freshman, sophomore, junior, senior get a certain amount of salary or stipend. Like, I, I think all of this is on the table. Um, and I think it's probably obviously going to be a bit of a lightning rod. It's going to be a little bit rocky to see how we get there. Things are going to pop up out of the blue, but uh, we all love the sport. And I think we're just going to have to kind of uh, improvise and adjust and, and just kind of accept the changes that, that we're going to see and, and go out and support our teams because it's still uh, something that we'd love to do. Chris, always great to speak with you. Congrats on all your success. We're going to honor the 87 national championship by national championship, by the way, on Saturday, 35 years. Uh, so I know that'll make you happy with your alma mater. And thank you for joining oh, us as always. Of course we get, we get, we get a little, we get a little, uh, Two point conversion knocked out in the end in the end zone there to commemorate the uh, 
the, the, the Florida 26-25 game to uh, Doe Campbell? That, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk to Steve Beautiful. Walsh next on the show. Yeah, that's right. We'll do that. <laughs> All right, Take Chris. Thank now. you very much. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.